Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Changumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop their potential, and deploy the potential. You have great potential in you. However, the potential is just going to be potential until you put in the time, the effort, the energy, the hard work to develop the potential that is in you already. Let me re-emphasize that. The potential is in you already. When you take the seed of any plant, everything being equal, that seed is already loaded with all the increase. That seed is already loaded, in some cases, with thousands of other seeds. That one seed, everything is in that seed. What you need for that seed to multiply, what you need for that seed to increase is to take the seed, plant it in good soil, provide water and energy from the sun. Voila! That single seed will germinate because it's going to change in response to the pressure from the soil, the water, and the energy from the sun, the seed will change and blossom into a plant. And then the plant is going to produce more seeds. You have been created in God's image and likeness. You are. God's project. I don't want you to lose sight of that. You are not the result of some cosmic accident. You are not the result of some accident that occurred in the universe. There is a designer behind you. There is a purpose for you. And I'm here to encourage you to understand that. That for you to win big, for you to reach your full potential, you have to understand that. You have to believe that. You have to accept that you are not here as a result of some accident. You showed up at the right time. You are in the right place. And there is an exciting assignment for you.
There are three things I want you to do for me today before we continue. Can you invite other people to join us? That is the first thing, invite other people to join us. Share this broadcast with your connections. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is going to help a lot. And the last thing I want you to do is get a copy of this book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? I wrote the book because I believe that an individual can make a difference. Because I believe that you can make a difference. Because I believe that we don't have to wait on the majority. Each and every one of us has to rise up and start doing our own part. Don't get distracted by what is happening or is not happening. Focus on what you and only you alone can do. Grab a copy of the book. It's a message of hope. It's a message of love because love conquers all. Don't only get a copy for yourself. Get many more copies for other people. By the way, if you cannot afford to buy it, you can read it for free if you are subscribed to Amazon Prime. It's available wherever books are sold. Let's get back to the life of Joseph. For the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at the life of Joseph because Joseph suffered unjustly. He was imprisoned. He was enslaved. He was discriminated against. He was hated, betrayed by his own brothers. However, Joseph was able to rise up above all these challenges. We are in chapter four of the book and we're looking at lessons from the past. If you don't learn your history, if you don't learn from the past, you're going to do what? Repeat the past. And there is a lot in the life of Joseph that can help us navigate these difficult times we're living in. How come a slave in the greatest nation on earth at the time, somebody that was discriminated against, rejected, abandoned, imprisoned, how come he rose up to become the prime minister in Egypt, the second in command in Egypt? It is not a coincidence. We've already seen a lot about the life of Joseph. And if you haven't watched the past episodes, I encourage you to. You're going to learn one or two things from his life. 
Today we're going to continue with the next lesson that the life of Joseph teaches us. And this is it. With God on your side, you are the majority. With God on your side, you are the majority. I know we live in a democracy. I don't have anything against democracy, where most of the times we hold elections and we select our leaders based upon who gets the most votes. And because of that, at times we get confused when it comes to us living our lives. We want to compare ourselves to how everybody else is doing. When it comes to you walking and living personally, majority does not always win. Majority is not always right. Majority is not always going towards the right direction. There is no instance in the entire Bible where the majority was right. There's no instance. Every time the crowd makes a decision, starting from the Tower of Babel, even before we get to the Tower of Babel, let's start in the Garden of Eden. You had only two people there, Adam and Eve, and they got together and made a decision that landed all of us and the entire creation into the mess we have right now. When Eve listened to the serpent and ate the forbidden fruit and gave it to Adam, if Adam chose to stand on his own. If he chose to stand with God, he would have put an end to it. However, he chose to go along with Eve. He chose to stand, let's say with the crowd. Yeah, there's only one person back then, but it was still a crowd. Because right now you see, as we move forward, that anytime People congregate and do their own thing contrary to what God is saying. We always end up with a big mess. God gave a command, be fruitful, multiply, replenish your earth. However, the majority decided, no, we're going to build a tower and we are not going to occupy the earth as God has commanded. In the time of Noah, only Noah and his family got into the ark. Everybody else was partying, having a good time, and they rejected God's instructions. The majority was wrong when the flood came. Noah and his three sons were the only ones that got saved. 
You, you, you can go through the entire scripture. You see, majority is never right. When the, most, the parents of Moses had him, the king had given, Pharaoh had passed an order that all the male children born from Hebrew families should be killed. And the parents of Moses, while other people, while the majority were following the king's orders, there's only one family that chose to hide their son. And Moses became the deliverer. The majority is never right. When the 12 spies were sent into the promised land, and when they came back, 10 said, we look like grasshoppers in front of the giants that we saw in the land. It's impossible for us to occupy the land. This was in direct violation of God's specific instructions, God's promise, I'm going to give you the land. Go take it. They said, mm -mm. the land is full of giants. God knew there were giants in the land. And he told them to go take it. So they needed to be telling God, yeah, you told us to take the land and there are giants in the land. What should we do? Instead of rebelling, complaining, and murmuring, only two people. Joshua and Caleb said, let's go take the land, not because we're the strongest, we're the brightest, we're the smartest. No, because God has promised us that the land is ours. The crowd shouted, give us Barabbas, crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus. The crowd, the majority is never right. It, it applied in the past and it still applies today. The majority is not right. Just because something is trending, just because everybody is doing something. In the days of Noah, Noah was the only person building the act and everybody else. The rest of the people were doing their own thing when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, how many people left the cities? Lord, his two, his two daughters and his wife, just four of them. The majority is never right. And that is why when it comes to this issue of racism that we're talking about, I want you as an individual to make up your mind about what you want to do. The solution may sound very simplistic, but it has worked 
in the past and it's working. It's going to work right now. Permit me to read a scripture to you today to encourage you to understand why with God on your side, you are the majority. With God on your side, you are going to win. With God on your side, you will overcome. With God on your side, nothing, including racism, can stop you. Nothing, including discrimination, can stop you. Nothing, including slavery, imprisonment. Nothing, including discrimination. Nothing, including segregation. Nothing, including any evil can stop you. You need to understand that. It worked for Joseph. He was in Egypt, sold into slavery, lied against, imprisoned for falsely, yet he rose up because we are told God was with him. God was with him before he got sold into slavery. God was with him when he was sold into slavery. God was with him before he went into prison. God was with him in prison. Is God with you? Is God with you? Do you know that God is with you? Do you have a personal relationship with God? Do you know him? This is your opportunity to have God on your side so that indeed you will experience a victory of being on the side of the majority that really matters. It seems Joseph understood this verse, even though it was written thousands of years after he lived. I'm going to read it to you. I will not spend a lot of time commenting on it. I just want you to listen and understand why it is so important to be on God's side. And to understand why it's so important for you to stand with God, not with the culture, not with what is popular, not with the wokeness that is going on. You must stand with God. Because if you stand with the crowd, as we've seen, the crowd is always wrong. There is a lot that is being celebrated right now. There is a lot that has been accepted right now. There is a lot that is trending right now. There is a lot that we are putting up with right now, which is wrong, which is in direct violation of God's principles, which is evil. Unfortunately, we are living in the days where this scripture has been fulfilled. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. It's happening all around us. People are embracing it. The majority is embracing it. It's becoming cool and acceptable to violate the basic tenets that God has given us to live by. We are not the first generation to do that. Others have done it before us. It didn't end very well with them. Don't hide in the crowd. Don't get excited being part of the crowd. Stand out and be separate. Stand out and be different. It is okay to be different. Joseph stood out. He was not afraid. There were 11 of them, and Joseph did not go with the crowd. That is why we are told 
His brothers hated him because whenever they went out to take care of their father's flock, Joseph would come back and report their misdeeds to his father. He did not care. He did what was right. And that is what was able to keep the presence of God with him. Remember when Potiphar's wife wanted to commit adultery with Joseph? Joseph said, I cannot do this great evil against God. I cannot do this great evil against God. What is preventing you from not lying, from not stealing, from not doing the things that you know are wrong? What is preventing you? Let me read this scripture to you. It's from Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. I'm reading from the New King James Version. One of the most beautiful passages of scripture. I like it so much. Let me share with you today. What then shall we say to these things? If God, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his only son, but delivered him up for us, all, all of us, God gave his son. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are killed all day long yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing created, nothing created, nothing created can separate us from the love of God. And the love of God has been made manifest to us, demonstrated, because God did what? He gave his son for us. How much more alongside with him will he give us all other things? Do you see why? 
with God on your side, you are in the majority. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not even death. And that is why the only way forward for you is to rush into the love of God, is to embrace the love of God. Have you experienced the love of God? God is love. This is time for you to reach out to him. And ask God to become part of your life and surrender your life to Christ. We live in a time where there is great pressure for us to fit in and be like everyone else. There's great pressure from every side. But I'm here to tell you, don't fit in. Don't be like everyone else. Be different. Stand alone, accept the love of God, walk in it, and share it with other people. Because hate is being rebranded. Unforgiveness is being rebranded. Don't swallow the pill. It's going to destroy you. Flee. Unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, and murder. Flee from evil and move towards the love of God. It's going to make all the difference in your life. It is better to be with God than be with the crowd. Because those who stand with the crowd will lose at the end. They may appear to be making some progress, but as it is written, there's a way that seems right to man, but the end is destruction. As the life of Joseph demonstrates, when God is with you, he will always make a way for you no matter what. If you think it's a coincidence that a slave in one of the most repressive societies rose up to become the second most powerful man in the country, you are mistaken because without God's involvement in Joseph's life, he would not have overcome all the adversities that befell him. Love conquers all. And the love of God never fails. In the face of all what we are facing right now, especially the issues of racism, discrimination, you name it, the best thing to do is to embrace the love of God, stand with God, be on the majority with God, and don't go towards solutions and ideas that are contrary to the word of God. With God on your side, you are the majority. With God on your side, you are going towards the right direction. With God on your side, you are going to win. With God on your side, nothing is going to stop you. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to share this video and stay tuned for more updates. God bless you. Have a fantastic rest of your day.